Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 23. Do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd, and do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to return it. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you help them with it. Do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. Have nothing to do with a false charge, and do not put an innocent or honest person to death, for I will not acquit the guilty. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds those who see and twists the words of the innocent. Do not oppress a foreigner. You yourselves know how it feels to be foreigners, because you were foreigners in Egypt. For six years you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops. But during the seventh year, let the land lie unplowed and unused. Then the poor among your people may get food from it, and the wild animals may eat what is left. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Six days do your work, but on the seventh day do no work, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. Be careful to do everything I've said to you. Do not invoke the name of other gods, and do not let them be heard on your lips. Three times a year you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv, for in that month you came out of Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in your field. Celebrate the festival of ingathering at the end of the year when you gather in your crops from the field. Three times a year all the men are to appear before the Sovereign Lord. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast. The fat of my festival offerings must not be kept until morning. Bring the best of the firstfruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion, since my name is in him. If you carefully listen to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God, and His blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you, and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. 
and I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all of your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year, because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little I will drive them out before you, until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, and from the desert to the Euphrates River. I will give into your hands the people who live in the land, and you will drive them out before you. Do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. Do not let them live in your land, or they will cause you to sin against me, because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. There's some initial comments about moral conduct and equal justice under the law. In verse 1, it says, Do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. And when you give a testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. And do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. So whether poor or rich, uh, whether a stranger or someone familiar with you, there's supposed to be equal justice under the law. And of course, our system of justice in the United States is based on these same principles. Sadly, equal justice is not always applied. But it is the law of the land that equal justice applies to everyone in the courts. And so when the courts behave properly, just like in the biblical narrative, when the people behave properly, the people get equal justice. In the courts of America, when the courts behave properly, when the judges behave properly, rich and poor get the same justice. It's not a matter of who has the most money or the best lawyer. It's equal justice under the law. Don't show favoritism. That's the biblical principle. Now, in this chapter, there is a treatment of what has become Sabbath rest for the seventh year for land. This is the first mention of the idea of the land resting for a Sabbath year. So verse 10, for six years, you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops. But during the seventh year, let the land lie unplowed and unused. Then the poor among your people may get food from it, and the wild animals may eat what's left. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. And so this Sabbath year for the land, this is going to become a huge issue in the history of Israel as we go forward in the Old Testament, because Israel did not carefully obey this Sabbath rest for the land. Ultimately, they're going to be expelled from the land. And uh, the prophet Jeremiah explains that when we get to Jeremiah. And so this is a very important principle. It's first laid down here in Exodus chapter 23, that the land itself is supposed to rest in the seventh year. Now, some people observe this in modern day Israel by dividing their, uh, their farm, for example, into seven portions and letting a seventh of it rest one year at a time. So they rotate the land so all of it is doing something all the time. They don't do all all of the property once every seven years. They do a seventh of it every year. I think that observation is, um, is fine, but the idea is the land needs to be resting. And the land also, uh, while it's resting, provides food for the poor. I think that's a very good principle. Um, verse 12, six days do your work, but on the seventh day do no work, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and so that the slave born in your household 
and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. And so the, the Sabbath is for mankind, the Sabbath uh, week, the Sabbath day. It's a day of rest. Verse 13 has an interesting prohibition. It says, do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. Now, why? Because in antiquity, the idea was that as you pronounce the name of a god, a false god, a demonic entity, fallen angel, whatever you want to call them, they would come when they heard their names. And so when you invoke the name of our God, the idea is that that he comes. In another place, he says, wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. And so we're not to be just out of hand mentioning demonic entities by name or false gods by name. The Bible says specifically, don't let them be heard on your lips. Why? Because they may come. They may think you're calling them and come and you have to contend with these spirits, these entities. That's the prohibition. In verse 14, God mentions the three annual pilgrimage festivals for the first time. And he says, three times a year, you are to celebrate a festival to me. Now, these three annual pilgrimage festivals became Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. These are the uh, the three annual pilgrimage festivals. But this is the first mention of them being uh, mandatory and for everyone to appear. Verse 15 says, Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. Eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time of the month of Aviv. For in that month you came out of Egypt. Now this unleavened bread festival is also known as Passover. Passover and unleavened bread are, are one and the same. And then verse 16, celebrate the festival of harvest. This is the Pentecost uh, with the first fruits and crops you sow in your field. And then the third festival is celebrate the festival of ingathering or tabernacles at the end of the year when you gather your crops from the field. Verse 17, three times a year, all men are to appear before the sovereign Lord. Now, this would ultimately progress to the point where when Jerusalem was established as the center of the worship for Yahweh, uh, it was the place that the men would appear before the sovereign Lord. And so the men um, in these early days during the wilderness wandering would present themselves at the tabernacle in the wilderness. But ultimately, when the temple was built in Jerusalem, they would appear at the temple. Verse 19 says, do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Now, this is repeated a number of different times in the Torah, three times, I believe. Don't cook a young goat in its mother's milk. This is somewhat controversial, but observant Jews will not mix meat products and dairy products based to a great degree on this prohibition. Don't cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Now, uh, there's a book called Our Father Abraham um, that was written a number of years ago, and it's uh, it gives a treatment of this, this verse that says, essentially, there was a, a Canaanite ritual where a young goat was boiled in its mother's milk uh, in the worship to a false Canaanite god. And so the idea being by the author of that book, our father Abraham, by the way, was Marvin Wilson. The idea that uh, Dr. Wilson puts forward was this prohibition was against the worship of a false god, not a dietary consideration. But nevertheless, it has become a dietary consideration in Orthodox Judaism to the point where a lot of Orthodox Jews will have two refrigerators, one for meat, one for dairy products. They'll have two sets of dishes, one for meat products, one for dairy products, all in an attempt to observe this verse, do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. So it's interesting how these things morph over time. 
There's an angel mentioned in verse 20 and following. This is a a unique angel that we'll see more of as we progress. Verse 20, see, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I've prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Now, they're instructed specifically to listen to this angel, that he's going to give them guidance. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. And so the name Yahweh is in this angel. This is the uh, the Yahweh angel. There is a lot written in Judaism about this particular angelic being. Uh, some believe that this is the pre-incarnate Christ. I don't know that for certain, but he is certainly a unique angelic messenger in that God's name is in him, and he has the ability to forgive sins. He says, he will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him, so therefore um, uh, the idea that he could have forgiven their rebellion was possible. He goes on to say, if you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and oppose those that oppose you. And so the Lord's angel is going to go ahead of them to lead them into the promised land. So, Lord, we just want to close this chapter in prayer. Lord, we appreciate the fact that you established equal justice under the law. We appreciate the fact that you established the Sabbath rest for every individual, Lord, and even for the land, God, that was your intention that the land would rest and that the people would rest, that life would not be all toil and drudgery, but there would be times of rest. Lord, help us to rest in Jesus. Help us to rest in the fullness of the knowledge that you are indeed our sovereign Lord. And just like the, the angel led the children of Israel, you're leading us day by day to the place that you've appointed for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.